Happy New Year, my friends. I hope you've had a great time. And as of recording this podcast, it is December the 30th, Friday, December the 30th, right? And I wanted to jump on today and I'm going to share, as usual, some knowledge bombs, some absolute gems for you, my friend. But real quick, I'd like to give you a bit of an insight into, you know, how I've been, right? And I think you're going to get some value from this because, you know, I said on previous podcasts, you know, I don't drink, have more than two or three drinks anymore, really. Um, bullshit. So basically on Christmas Day, I had a fantastic time. I was drinking, mar- I love margaritas, my friend, right? Um, I was drinking margaritas on my friend's house. Uh, lovely apartment on Bronte Beach, just in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. Incredible. Drinking, drinking all day. And something I learned, right? And I don't want to recommend this, but actually drinking on an empty stomach for me, Works really, really well. Now, don't try this at home. It's not good advice for the average person. You all know how often, how uh, accustomed I am to fasting. So what I was doing is just drinking on an empty stomach and then having one big meal in the evening. A, I get drunk quicker, so I don't need to drink as much. When I say drunk, I don't. I never get smashed nowadays, just to be clear. But I feel a better vibe. And then two, basically, um, I don't get any. My stomach doesn't hurt as much when I eat a big meal. If I go out and drink after that, I just don't enjoy it, and I sometimes get like a bit of pain in my stomach or whatever, and I just I just don't enjoy it. So that seemed to work well for me. Uh, but what I wanted to share is, you know, what I've noticed is like my energy, because obviously everyone knows I'm normally on the ball with everything when it comes to my sleep routine and everything, right? Training, nutrition. Well, because my circadian rhythm's been out of whack, my you know my girlfriend's Brazilian, right? So they celebrate on Christmas Eve on the twenty fourth. So we went around there. They don't eat till midnight. Don't know if I told you this, but they don't eat until midnight. So it was great. We ate the food at midnight. Went to sleep probably about three three thirty a.m. Uh, and then just ever since then, you know, socializing Christmas Day, my circadian rhythm's been out of whack, and my sleep patterns all over the place, and I really feel it. And that's the most important thing for your energy and your sleep is the regularity of your sleep. And I didn't, I knew I was going to let my hair down, and you know, that's cool, that's fine. I'm not going to be perfect all the time, you know. Um, but I do feel it. My energy levels are lower. Obviously, been drinking more alcohol. I went out with my friend the other day as well. Ended up having about six or seven drinks, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really get the hangover as such. It just affects my sleep because I track my sleep now. So anyway. Energy being a bit lower, guts being a bit off, and also, uh, what else is another thing as well? Um, obviously, my sleep. My sleep's been off, right? So it's all a knock-on effect, and I just wanted to share that with you because I'm really in tune with my body, and I have noticed, ooh, energy's a bit off. But anyway, went for a sauna this morning. I've been having more saunas and stuff like that, and feel great. Really enjoy sauna and cold dips. The next step for me now, my friend, right this year, one of my goals is, I'm going to shout it out now, is to do more of the cold therapy. So I've been looking online. I'm going to get one of those portable. I think I'm going to, anyway, I think I am. I may go to the local cold therapy place around here, but I think I'm better off just going to get a, um, uh, 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 what's it called? A bloody, uh, an ice bath, right? But a um, portable one. So boom, start doing that then at home. And that's the next step, right? That cold therapy is the next level for me. Uh, anyway, my friends, so, yeah, let's get into it, right? What I wanted to talk about today was um, top client problems, right? This is going to be really appropriate, really relevant for you this time of year uh, because, you know, I've coached so many people. As you know, I've coached so many people, and I'm going to talk about the common mistakes that people tend to make or clients have made in the past that have really held them back, right? Now, obviously, nowadays, optimize your body. You know, we correct. We're quick to correct. We're quick to correct. And if my clients have any issues, we solve it real, real quick, right? So these kind of issues I'm going to talk about now ultimately get solved real, real quick. But in the past, they've held a lot of clients back. And they've really been like a almost like a, a self-sabotage thing, really, in terms of really stopping people kind of hit or you know unlock their true potential. You know what I mean? So anyway, let's get stuck in, right? So really, 
the th- I'm just going to go through three, my friend, right? rather than me going through like the top five. I'm going to go through three and I'm just going to kind of get stuck into each one and give you, you know, knowledge on each one. So look, I'll optimize your body, for example, right? We're big on solving problems before they happen. So when I do the coaching call, like the group coaching call and stuff, one of the most important things of that is a problem solving thing. So we can go, right, let's address any issues you're going to face before you actually get them. So you can nip it in the bud before you experience that problem, right? That's the way. And that's why tuning into this podcast is so important because you can anticipate these problems in advance, my friend, right? And these three things here, they relate to you unlocking your true potential, right? Becoming the best version of yourself. When it comes to your physique, you know, whether you're someone who's already at a pretty good level and you want to get to the next level with your physique and, you know, with your training, nutrition and everything, or like I said before, you're someone who's been struggling maybe with weight loss for a long time and maybe you lose weight, gain it back. Uh, and you've been struggling that for for a number of months or even years in a lot of a lot of cases. This is relevant to pretty much most people listening to this, right? So number one is limiting beliefs. Okay, this is definitely time and time again the biggest problem, right? Mindset. Okay, so self doubt, whatever you want to call it, right? Limiting beliefs or self doubt, and ultimately this is the story you tell yourself on a daily basis, right? So it's we're constantly telling ourselves stories, whether you relate this to relationships, business, or health and fitness, right? Especially with building, building, you know, optimizing your body. Now, telling yourself a story, I'm going to give you some examples, right? Now, look, for example, I've said this before, right? A lot of people on this podcast, uh, listening to this podcast, you may, surely you've had some success in some areas of your life. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast because you're growth-minded. So you would have, you would have achieved some success in different areas of your life, right? Maybe in your professional life, for example, you've had uh, success, you've um, climbed the ladder with your career, and you've got some good results, right? And, but then, you know, you may have achieved that, but you may be, you may have limiting beliefs about getting in shape, uh, you know, building the body of your dreams or just being able to lose weight and keep it off and just get healthier and just get more consistency in terms of how you feel and perform on a daily basis. Cause how you feel and perform are ultimately the most important things is how you can, how you perform is going to be dictated by your mental health, emotional health, how productive you are, your mental clarity and how you feel is going to be again, Similar things, right? It's going to be what you're putting into your body and and, and how much you're valuing your self-care. But the look and how you look, your physique and aesthetics, that is always going to come secondary to how you feel and how much you are taking care of yourself and how much are you making your health a priority, right? So it might be in terms of limiting beliefs, right? Number one, uh, an example, you know, I just can't, you might be telling yourself a story. Look, I just can't, I can't, I'm not consider. for example, this is a big one, right? Okay, there's a few things, right? Willpower. I mentioned this before, right? But I have no willpower. Or not that you have no willpower, but I just don't have enough willpower. I'm not like X, Y, and Z. You might, for example, without trying to blow my own trumpet, you might look at people like me or people I've had on the show and go, I'm just not like him. I haven't got the willpower he's got. Man, I, you know, it's inspiring, but I just I I haven't got that level of willpower. Like, for example, I love my food too much. This is a big one, right? I love my food too much. I haven't got that level of willpower. And that is a story potentially people have told you may have told yourself or people have told themselves, which is ultimately going to hold them back from unlocking their true potential, right? Because ultimately, has this as the saying goes, something like, you know, whether you believe it to be true or not is probably true. Okay. And that is true. And and whether you're fully aware of it or not, you etch these thoughts and these stories you tell yourself into your unconscious mind, right? So you got to be careful. And ultimately what you're doing as well, you know, I love that word ultimately, right? I'm getting more and more aware now of how often I'm saying it. But the reality is, and I say this a lot as well, but no, going back to what I was saying, you're hypnotizing yourself, my friend, right? So when you say things out loud, right, you might say, 
I haven't got willpower. I haven't got enough willpower to achieve X, Y, and Z. What you're doing then is you're hypnotizing yourself. So when it comes to limiting beliefs, you are hypnotizing yourself with the word choices you use. Don't get me wrong. I'm human. I fall into this trap as well in other areas of my life, not necessarily with fitness, where I'll say something out loud. But you've got to be very careful about those words you use because you're hypnotizing yourself and you won't always be aware of it. 90% of the things we do and we believe is etched into the subconscious mind. In other words, you're not always fully aware of those things. So that's a common one. Like I haven't got enough willpower or, you know, consistency. I'm just, I'm just not consistent, right? That's what holds me back. I'm just not consistent enough. And then I eat like shit, blah, 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 blah. Now being aware is great. You have to be aware of these things. Don't get me wrong. You got to hold yourself accountable, right? You got to be straight with yourself and look yourself in the mirror. I'm not going to sugarcoat things. My friend as always, right? You got to look yourself in the mirror when you're slipping, you're slipping, right? Let's be straight here. When you're slipping, you're slipping. Look in the mirror and own that shit, right? Because taking ownership is number one. But if you keep saying those things, well, I'm not consistent. I just, I'll never, the reason why I don't lose weight, the reason I don't get to the next level of my physique my is because I'm not consistent with my training. I'm just not consistent. Keep telling yourself that, it becomes true. And you become the person who is not consistent long-term. Okay? So it comes down to your identity. And when people join Optimize Your Body Coaching, for example, I tell them straight away, and I've actually had an expert come on and talk about this topic, but it, you're upgrading your identity, how you identify and how you show up and who you believe you are. The type of person you believe you are is ultimately how you identify, right? And you have to upgrade your identity and your belief system in order for you to get to the next level. It's not complicated stuff though, right? It's straightforward. It's being around the right people. Limiting beliefs are going to be dictated, quite frankly, by who you spend time with. And if, you, if you're spending time with bellends, as we say in the UK, right? Bellends or assholes, too much. And guess what? How you, your beliefs, what you believe, the story you tell yourself, whether that be negative energy, right? For example, negative thoughts, right? This is part of your diet. What you take in, whether that be on social media or the people you spend time with, that is part of your diet, not just what you eat, okay? So what you're digesting and consuming mentally, what you're consuming mentally and emotionally is going gonna, is gonna to really dictate your beliefs and your success in this game, my friend, all right? So limiting beliefs is huge. And why can't you, for example, you've, okay, that's another example. What else can we say? We've said, you know, willpower, consistency. What else can we talk about? I can keep going down the list, right? Limiting beliefs, you know, um, I just don't have the discipline. There's another one as well, right? Or, you know, I just fat loss. Let's use this as an example, right? Weight loss. I want to get to the next level. I want to lose some weights. But I, you know, I always gain the weight back, right? I lose the weight. I gain it all back. And that's really like the way it's always going to be because I just, whatever I do doesn't work. This is one. This is a big one, right? Um, you know, what I've tried just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Whatever I've done in the past doesn't work, right? This is a big one, my friend, right? Because this is a prime example of going back to what I was saying, playing the victim. Instead of taking ownership, right? Playing the victim. Instead of looking yourself in the mirror, right? And it's actually, it's liberating, right? It's painful and it sucks, right? When you look yourself in the mirror and you know you're slipping, right? But it's liberating because then you can take ownership and then you can make changes, right? But going back to what I was saying, if you're going to play the victim, for example, I've tried X, Y, and Z, and it didn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. I tried this, that, and the other doesn't work for me. Don't get me wrong. You might have tried some bullshit programs, right, when it comes to trying to get in shape or some bullshit fad diets. We all know 
you know, following a diet plan, for example, that works until it doesn't work. Doing a shit training program. I'm not going to mention any names or any companies or anything, right? But those fads that you see out there, which are really popular, but they're shit programs and they're not sustainable for the average person. And then you say to yourself, that didn't work for me. And yeah, you, you know, might be right. There might be some truth in what you're saying. It might've been a shit program. It wasn't right. It wasn't personalized, but you've still got to take ownership and go, right. It didn't work for me. Right. But I'm going to take ownership for that. I chose to do that. It wasn't right for me. And I'm going to, I'm going to level up and I'm going to try a different approach this time. I'm going to keep moving. But rather than you saying, right, that didn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. This doesn't work for me. That doesn't work for me. So I'm going to try this. That doesn't work for me. I'm going to try this. I'm going to move on to the next diet fad, the next training bullshit, right? And we know the average person does that time and time again. And every time you lose weight and gain it back, if we use weight loss or even just fat loss, as an example, your body gets better at storing fat. It gets harder physiologically, but you get more and more self-doubt. And this is circling right back to what I'm talking about, limiting beliefs. If you keep trying the same shit, as Einstein says, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. If you keep doing that shit tight and then you keep telling yourself, it doesn't work for me, I'm going to try this one, then guess what? You're doing something wrong. There's a limiting belief there and there's behaviors which need to be changed as well, right? So take on as a fine line between you know, understanding what beliefs are holding you back and playing the victim and pointing the finger at everyone else, right? Now, I know this is probably a little bit a bit harsh, a little bit of straight talk, and maybe you might be getting triggered or you might be getting pissed, but you all know I like to keep it real, and I know you respect me for that, right? So they're all prime examples of limiting beliefs, right? The story you tell yourself, self-doubt, right? And having, like, for example, someone guiding you, someone holding you accountable, and having the right people around you is key for you to be able to level up. And I know that myself, right, in terms of business and mindset. I hired a mentor and being around, you know, savages, to be honest, <laughs> being around absolute savages, savages who've achieved so much has pushed me out of my comfort zone, right? So now I'm, you know, I've always been comfortable with being uncomfortable in terms of my body and stuff like that. But when it comes to business, um, you know, I always work hard. I'll outwork anyone in any area or most people I'll outwork, right? For sure. There's very few people that I'll outwork me, but I had to be smart with it. And I had to be around the right people who've, ex going back to what I was saying, who've experienced similar limiting beliefs to what I have or same, the same problems. And then I can address those problems before they happen, right? So I've been through that myself and being around the right people and not spending too much time with bellends or assholes, right? Um, is going to ultimately dictate um, you know, whether or not you riddle with self-doubt or where, whether or not you level up your, your self-belief and have more belief in yourself. And ultimately, when you, it's pretty straightforward, though, strip all this back. When you start seeing and feeling results, right, you start looking, feeling better, performing better. Uh, you tend to keep going, right? But it has to be the right approach. So that's number one. And I could talk, I could do a whole podcast on limiting beliefs, but I'm sure you get the gist now. The next two are going to be, I, I guess, not as lengthy. But the next one is a big one. I've talked about this a lot. It's pre-planning, right? or time management, okay, comes under the same umbrella. Now, this comes in many different forms, right? But again, you strip it back, it's pretty simple. If you're not planning ahead, again, I'm going to reel, I'm, I'm on fire today, my friend, all these quotes are just coming to me, you know, I'm on fire. No, but uh, the very simple quote, something like, you know, uh, uh, fail to prepare, then you better prepare to fail or something like that, right? And it's very true, right? If you're not planning ahead, um, then you're going to fail. It's really simple, really. And, you know, people say, I don't have time. I get it. We have less time than others. We have less resources. You know, some people have kids, like I've said before. I've had clients who work 60 hours a week and they've got three kids. They still make shit happen because they make it a priority, right? And you've got to pre-plan. So let's use the simple ones such as meal prep. Plan in advance. I said this last time. 
Plan your meals in advance. Keep it simple, right? And when you, when I say meals, the most important thing is having protein available. Like for me, that's number one, right? Where's my meats? I'm fortunate that I can cook my meals at home because I work from home. So I can cook my two big meals a day, boom. So I've got lean protein in the fridge ready to cook. And what I do is I just cook one meal. Now, talking about time management, I save time by just cooking one meal. So rather than like, I like to have my food fresh and warm or whatever. I don't care. I'll eat whatever. I just eat my food cold. Don't use microwaves. So that's fine. I know you're not going to do this. But what I do is I just cook one meal, right? A day. And then I eat my, my meal at lunchtime, and my meal in the evening. Boom. Rather than cooking twice and then it costing me more time, right? How can I how can I reduce that time? So that's what I do, for example. And I've always got lean protein available. With my clients, I say that's number one. You need to have meat cooked, ready to go in the fridge, ready to eat, right? Got to have lean protein available. It's a simple thing when it comes to meal, but don't overcomplicate things. Have protein available. Ideally, have meals that you're going to like the taste of and eat rather than boring and bland shit that you're not going to eat because ultimately then you're going to just make poor choices. So having lean protein available, having your meals prepared, or better still, getting a company to do that for you. I've got quite a few clients who are doing that now. They've got local uh, meal prep. They're all over the world now. Wherever you're based in the world, you can get good healthy meal prep companies to look after you, prepare meals for you, even if it's like, you know, one or two meals a day. So five or 10 meals a week, where at least in the week, you've got some structure. If you struggle to keep on top of that, you're going to fail time and time again. It's simple as that. You need to have meals available to eat, or at least at a bare minimum, lean protein, for example. I mentioned this before as well, but looking at the menu in advance, I'll do that tonight. I'm actually going for some Greek food tonight. Lovely. Looking forward to it, right? Um, but I'll look at the menu in advance, and I'm not trying to lose weight. I don't give a shit about I, – I care a lot about physique, my friend. Sorry, I'm going to take that back. But I'm always – everything I do is geared to – how am I going to feel? How's my gut health going to be feel? How's that going to affect my sleep? And I want to enjoy the food as well. I enjoy the taste of food like anyone else. Like that's you know, that's part of life, right? Um, but tonight I'll look at the menu in advance and then I'll go, okay, boom. I know because I already know like Greek food is pretty good, right? So I can have like meat, rice, you know, if I want to have a bit of salad, whatever. It's pretty simple and it'll taste great. But I'll look in advance and get an idea of what I'm going to eat. You know what I mean? So then at least when I go, there's no surprises, right? It's like, oh, okay, if I if I go there really hungry, and I'm like, I mean, I'm not going to do this, but you know, like, I used to do this, but the average person, you go really hungry, you don't plan in advance, maybe you're not hydrated, that's a big one, I know I'll drink extra water today, uh, and then you'll get there and you'll be like, boom, okay, now I'm starving, give me the bread, give me this, give me that, because you're just hungry and you start making poor choices, right? So planning ahead by looking at the menu. Um, and then it comes to just like planning your week as well, right? And when I say planning your week, again, it doesn't have to be long. You should be able to do this within half hour max, like maximum. You could do this in 15 to 30 minutes, the average person. Just quickly go, right, what am I doing for self-care this week? What days am I training? And I've said this before, but like, and going back to what I was saying, you might be successful in your personal life, in your in, in your professional life, but you, you know, you're allocating your meetings, you're getting all that dialed, everything's bang on, but then you're not allocating time for your meals. Like, when are you going to eat? I know you can't always do this. Meetings might go over. I get that. But allocating it in there, so at least 80% of the time, you can go, boom, I'm eating at this time. I'm going to go for a quick walk, walk at this time. I'm trained at this these times on these days. Again, it might get away from you. But by putting that in, you're making it non-negotiable. As I say, with non-negotiable uh, habits and you know when you're planning ahead, it doesn't go week by week. For example, my non-negotiable last year, and I don't want to go off too much, but this all comes back to pre-planning. I planned ahead. I went, right, I'm going to average two jiu-jitsu uh, sessions a week. Some weeks I didn't do any. I haven't done any jiu-jitsu over this period, to be honest, right? Um, but I averaged two a week for the year, give or take, because the start of the year I was doing three a week. You see what I mean? So you're averaging a minimum non-negotiable, for example. That was, and it goes over the space of months and years. Uh, look at it month by month. So right, boom, I'm going to get three sessions a weekend, like I've said to you before, right? So 12 sessions a month is my non-negotiable, right? Maximum 
non-negotiables are going to be 16 a month, so four a week. But at a bare minimum, I'm going to ask, there might be a week, my friend, where you have a shit week and you only get two sessions in, right? Guess what? The next week, you're going to do four, right? You, you, you're keeping the non-negotiables non-negotiable. You're not going to negotiate with yourself and believe in your own bullshit, right? So they're all examples of pre-planning, my friend. And like we have documents and stuff we use, which are really, really simple and straightforward to use, like little templates. But the reality is we keep it simple. What are your three most important goals for the week? Boom. Um, what days are you training, right? Keep it simple. Like are your meals plans? What, you know, have you got your meal prep company sorted? So they're going to get that on time for X time on X day, right? You've got to be on the ball with your plan. It doesn't have to be rocket science, but you've got to think ahead if you don't and you're doing things on a whim, and you're not planning, you are going to fail. And you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna repeat that vicious cycle. And again, I'm not trying to be a dickhead here. I'm just being straight up with you, right? The next one, right? And I like to call things self-sabotage superpowers, right? Now we all have a self-sabotage superpower, whether that be and you might have a few, right? If you're unfortunate, but you know, I'm gonna give you some examples. Procrastination, self-doubt, as I just touched on, perfectionism, yeah. Um, I could keep going down the list, but the one I wanted to talk about talk about was perfectionism. Now, again, I'm going to talk about my coaching program, right? Only because we have mottos and things that we 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 make. Um, uh, it's part of my ethos, basically, right? So, consistency over perfection. You've heard me talk about before, right? And this is always the case. And I talked about this, I think, on the last podcast. But success, whether that's be building a body or building the business or in your professional life, it's ninety five percent consistency and putting the work in and 5% brains, right? Simple as that. Okay. So consistency over perfection, perfectionism, right? So this is one of the biggest common problems I've seen in people in the past. And I used to struggle. By the way, my friend, most of these things I talk about, I've struggled with before. Okay. Perfectionism, right? So just because you're not perfect, right? You went overboard on a weekend or over this, you know, new year or Christmas period, you went overboard, and you're pissed off with yourself, so you hit the off button, or you go from one extreme to another, right? I've gone overboard. I like to be perfect and bang on with everything because I wasn't. I hit the off button, and now I'm going to go back to being perfect again. Perfection, perfectionism doesn't work, my friend. It's, it's quite simple, right? And I would argue it, it can be, I guess, at times a good trait because you, you want to get things right, which can be good. But it's way more bad than it is good because perfectionism doesn't exist. No one is perfect all the time. It's pretty simple. I told you at the start of this podcast, I went overboard. I drank more than I was planning to. I had a great time, though. It's all good. I don't regret it at all because I had a ball. But you got to have that compassion for yourself and you got to understand that it's consistency over perfection wins every single time. So, for example, I, I just some examples in the past I've had a client with clients. Uh, for example, one guy signed up. And because of where he was at in his journey, I said, right, you're going to have to track your food for the best part of 90 days, right? Using my fitness pal app. And because he had a couple of days where he didn't track or whatever, he stopped tracking. So I pulled him up on it. I said, how come you're not tracking? Oh, you know, I wasn't, I didn't stick to the plan this day. So I just thought, and I said, well, you're not going to be perfect, bud. Right. So let's nip this in the bud now and get back on the road again. But it would be that vicious cycle. A few times it happened. And then eventually we cracked it. And when he realized the results he had, you know, we looked at the before and after pictures and everything else. He was like, oh, shit, you're right, actually, man. That consistency is way more uh, important than me being perfect. So, again, going back to what I was saying, when you see and feel results, you're okay then with being – and my clients are okay with that now, right? Because they trust the process, they see the results, and they go, okay, he's right. If I'm consistent at a bare minimum, by the way, 80%, when I say the 80%, I'm going to be straight with you. 
bare minimum is what we ask for is 80% consistency. You know, if you can get 90% or like 5%, fantastic. 80% great. Still going to get life-changing results, right? Um, so when they see and feel results, they go, right, okay, because this is your perfection. That perfectionism thing I used to struggle with where I used to hit this off button where I would go, fuck it, excuse the French, I would go, fuck it. And I go back to my old behaviors. Just be, And it's like throwing your toys out of the pram. Let's be honest. It's like a very childish thing as well. I used to do this. It was like, oh, screw it. I've had a burger and chips now on a Friday night. And then I had Ben and Jerry's, which I didn't plan on doing. So I'm going to punish myself in the gym now to make up for that. And then ultimately I'm going to, um, I'm going to hit the off button. I'm not planning on it, but I'm going to hit the off button. Oh, fuck it. The whole weekend's a whitewash now. I'll get back to it Monday. <laughs> Excuse me, my friend. I just sneezed. Um, yeah. So perfectionism is a big downfall for lots of people I coach in the past. Um, the good thing is nowadays with where I'm at with the program and everything, like I say, we address any issues. We we get on top of it straight away. We don't mess around and we fix it. Sometimes it takes longer to fix though. When it comes to mindset and behaviors and habits you've cemented in for good or for bad, mainly for bad, such as perfectionism or the fact that you're, you, you've got no structure and your organization is terrible, so you don't manage your time very well, or whether you've got you know limiting beliefs holding you back, we nip that in the bud straight away and we get things moving forward, right? And that's what you want to be doing, my friend, right? So I'm finished now with what I was saying. Loads of knowledge bombs in there. Loads of gems for you to kickstart your year, right? When you come away from this, if the, if one of those three things is holding you back the most, I want you to go, boom. Which one of those is holding me back the most? What am I going to, because I've given you all the tools and everything anyway, basically, in terms of how you can tackle that head on. So, boom, this is what I struggle with. This is what I'm going to do to improve that this year. And one more thing I wanted to say, you know, take that going into this year though, right? Then if you can take away, consistency trumps all, right? The worst program done in the world consistently is going to get better results than a world-class coaching program done inconsistently. It's as simple as that, right? If I'm talking about coaching or just even a training program, right? A training program. You can get the best training program in the world, which is tailor-made for you, or you can you can get the worst one in the world, whatever one you're consistent with, you're going to get better results with, right? It, it really is that powerful consistency, right? So yeah, anyway, my friend, um, again, if you, if you like this episode, can you tag me on your story or something so I can see where you're at in the world at Martin Silver Fitness? Um, and, and one more thing as well, if you can give me a rating and review, that'd be a massive help. Like straight away after this, just take one minute, give me a rating with a star rating and a quick review on Spotify or on iTunes. That would mean the wall to me, my friend, great stuff coming this year. Thank you for tuning in and yeah, you enjoy the rest of your day over and out.